Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Reluctant Vegan Sum Podcast. On this episode, we talk about there are not many Chinese food options in Alaska. Who could have guessed? I mean, you probably could. But we talk about what happened there. Talk about Bhutan is fucking killing the vaccination game. Good on Bhutan. We're going to PQ Positive Intelligence School as well. And we update you about lots going on in our lives. So get ready for this episode. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking. I was smoking. Don't catch me, FBI. I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit. I came home. My family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up, and I love it. So, hit the music. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this 45th episode of the Reluctant Vegan Son podcast. I'm Adam, the Reluctant Vegan Son, and I'm here with Nikki Naredin, uh, vegan doc star Nikki Naredin. Once again, mm-hmm. and yeah, and five episodes. Well, yeah, you're also my mom, <laughs> and well, there's introductions. So, what's new and good? Uh, new and good for me. I'm in Nome right now, mm-hmm. so I just flew back, and I spent the day yesterday in Anchorage with a family uh, that I know through homeopathy school, and they mm-hmm. have four kids under the age of ten with a million animals in their backyard and I hung out with them and had the best time and that was fun and I'm in my new apartment and I have a new roommate at least for a day she's going to be leaving tomorrow we're swapping back and forth but at first I kind of was almost expecting that I was going to be annoyed because I wouldn't be here alone but it turns out that I've really been enjoying it so I'm trying to figure out how to not be annoyed at things, but rather embrace and allow and enjoy. Wait, so does she keep the apartment? Does she live there for the month when you are home? Do you guys no. share the apartment? No. She Wouldn't that make here. sense? Right. If you found she someone there when I'm at home in New York. Not yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So is there only one bedroom? So how are you guys figuring out who sleeps in the bedroom and who sleeps? There's Where? two bedrooms, but I definitely have the littler bedroom, which is interesting, and the non-walk-in closet, which in some ways, again, like I said, I was thinking I was going to be annoyed about, but it turns out that I'm not. I have more than enough. Well, yeah. Well, I see those walk-in closets on MTV Cribs or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. fucking massive. I do not know how you buy enough stuff to fill them up. My room, well, my room's looking like a mess right now, but my room has four hangers or my room actually has more like 12 hangers and only four of them are being used. And so I see massive walk-in closets. I'm like, how? And then how do you decide what to pick out to wear? You know how people always have new stuff or those huge things? How do you choose? That's a really great question. I'm not 100% sure, but somehow you have a sense about what you feel like wearing and then you put it on. I like having the same rotating five sets of clothing for work days and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. More than good. 
Yeah. It'd be like, how do I, so this one, this one, this one, it also makes it a lot easier to get prepared if you have the same set of clothes. True. All around. But now I'm totally into getting things that I love though. So it mm-hmm. used to be that I would just try to get a bargain or something inexpensive and a lot of it. But now I really just want to have a few things that I really love that are comfortable, that fit me well. And I'll just keep recycling that, but I'm willing to spend a lot of money for it. Yeah. I mean, when you spend more money, sometimes it does save in the long run stuff has better quality, which is another problem, an equality problem, how, Mm. how people who can't afford to get better quality things don't have to spend less money in the long run, Mm. but then are able to buy that thing one time. Right. No, you're totally right about that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so there should be better ways, I guess, Walmart layaway. (laughs) I don't know. I've never used Walmart layaway. I don't even know Walmart layaway. And we haven't been to Walmart in a while. Well, they don't have Walmarts in New York City. They don't. They've got Kmarts in New York City, but yeah. I think that Walmarts are so big that they don't have the space. For yeah. Them. They've and got a out- bunch of Targets, like mm-hmm. little Targets. You're putting them in now. The Targets in New York feel almost similar to like CVS's, though. Yeah, they're similar. I think you're totally right. It's kind of crazy. Whereas you go into a Target here or well, New Paltz, yeah, New Paltz is fairly rural, mm. uh, upstate New York. It's not fairly, ah, it's a town. Even in a suburb, that's not yeah, rural. in a suburb. Yeah, yeah totally You got right. uh, much bigger things. You got malls and shit, mm-hmm. which True. is very different. Because growing up, you always went to the mall, right? The mall was the place where mm-hmm. I socialized the most. Yeah. I would socialize there. I would eat there. I'd hang out there. I'd get high on my way there. Mm. The mall was basically it pretty good though you get so many options of food not the best options but there are tons yeah Yeah. that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so panda express is i don't know it's probably about the same as mcdonald's i was trying to compare see which one is like you know less healthy for you right i mean there is probably an option for a vegetable at a panda express whether it's mm-hmm. cooked with a lot of oil or not, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, I went it yesterday. Definitely is. Yeah, that's probably true. I was, I went out for some Chinese food with this uh, family friend and their kids, and mm-hmm. there was absolutely nothing for me to eat on the whole menu. There was not one vegetable because it was this interesting Chinese slash burger slash Korean place. I don't know how that happened, but that's what it was. So basically, they got a Calbee beef dish and a general toast chicken, but there wasn't one vegetable in it for me to get. So I ended up going to a Mexican place and got rice and beans. There's not, there's no vegetables. You couldn't ask for a side of broccoli. No, there's no rice. Even... There's no mushu. No, no low mein. There's no noodles for you to get. They don't have vegetable I, noodles. I could have gotten some rice, some, some kind of vegetable fried rice, which would probably yeah. just be rice with some soy sauce or something like that. Yeah. And a bag of frozen veggies. <laughs> I don't even know if they Sounds have a bag right. of frozen veggies. Yeah. So there's their general sauce chicken had no like, you know how when you get the Chinese takeout, there are those three individual pieces of broccoli in your thing of sesame chicken. Definitely. And badly cooked. They're oh, really yeah, no, they're just steamed. steamed. And yeah. they're just kind of stuck there. It's they're just the steamed bizarrest thing shit. I've ever seen. But Why did they do that? Uh, healthy? I, I don't know. 
<laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. I and mean, if you're getting sesame chicken, you're not getting it for the health benefits. I mean, I'd never I mind people are eating those though. The You're broccoli? not eating those three pieces of broccoli. I, I on the eat side. the three pieces of broccoli. You eat the three pieces of broccoli? Yeah, eat the three pieces of bro- bro- broccoli. <laughs> Say that. That's three a, pieces of broccoli. That's mixed in. Mm-hmm. I definitely do, uh, mm-hmm. or I definitely used to. Now I just take yeah. the broccoli and don't even eat the chicken. <laughs> yes, you do. Nah, I mean it'd be interesting. Imagine if you got General Tso's broccoli. Mm. You're I like, bet okay, you could. What could you fry that up and put a general Tso's sauce on it? That's what I'm saying. That wouldn't taste yeah. bad. Oh, not to. I mean, great. general Tso's tofu. I always just take with the mushu at takeout yeah. places. I'll tell my friends if they come to the city, I'll take them to uh, Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And will you take them to Buddha Badai? I would probably take them there or Kanji, mm. Kanji Village, which is great. We ate there a ton when we were not vegan. It was actually one of our family friends. A uh, favorite restaurant. She had a birthday party there. Or he mm. now. Was she at the time? I'm very confused. They. They, they had a birthday. Actually, he, his pronoun is he. But he. I'm still not 100% sure. So I'm saying they, but I, I should ask. Okay. So he had a birthday party uh, there a while ago. And it was really interesting. They rented out like a full room and just kept bringing in food. Mm. And the food there is incredible. Kanji Village. They have the same article up from probably the 1980 New York times thing. You know, you always look on, they always look on the wall and they're like in Chinatown, there's a new country place. Yeah. Going crazy or whatever. They had like an article about it. I'm not even, I'm no idea when, what year it's from, but I just remember seeing it there my entire life. Yeah. No, you're totally right. So I would take them there and I'll take them to Buddha Mm. and I might take them to regular dim sum. The problem is, is that if I order what I want at regular dim sum and people don't want to eat it, then I won't eat the leftovers mm. and we got problems <laughs> because if you I really need them to regular dim sum, the reason why you're taking them is you want them to have a particular kind of experience. Yeah. I want them to mm. have snails. I want them <laughs> to have chicken feet. I want them to have <laughs> tripe. They're, that's if I'm taking them to regular dim sum, that is what they're getting. I don't think they're going to want to eat that. I think that's what I'm saying to Buddha Badai and giving them that dim sum experience will be enough of a change from what they normally eat. That's what I'm saying, though, because Mm. if I was not vegan, Mm. I would eat their leftovers or I would just (laughs) get the chicken feed and be like, take, take. And then when they wouldn't want, I'd be like, score. This is entire bowl is more snails and chicken feet for me. Exactly. And I think it's (laughs) important to eat. Well, no, yeah, it is important to eat all parts of the animal if you choose to eat all parts of the animal. Right. Because then you're respecting the animal more. And I, I do believe heavily in that if you do choose to. Right. We are a very wasteful society, too. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I completely so, agree. Yeah, I was going to because I was wondering what the Chinese food was like in Nome. And actually, I don't know any Chinese food here. There's a large Korean population. And when I mean large, I mean that most of the restaurants hmm. are a combination of Korean pizza and hamburger joint all really? together, which I find really fascinating. So you'll have a bibimbap next to a hamburger next to a slice of pizza. The thing that I can, and also sushi as well. So I'm generally hmm. at those places getting a vegetable sushi and that's all I can really eat there. That's not bad. No, I mean, I can you make it. it yourself or you probably don't, you might not have the stuff to make it like we usually do. 
I just brought some seaweed and I have to get some sushi rice, but I didn't bring the mats, which I wish I had brought, mm. but I could definitely make my own sushi. Yeah, you can make hand rolls. Right. I could make hand rolls. You're totally right about that. Look up the proper way to do that. I mean, every yeah. roll for me is a hand roll because <laughs> it's just just like shove that in. Rah, rah, yeah. rah, rah, rah. Sushi burritos <laughs> is how we like to call them. Or tacos. I do like the sushi burritos. Well, if it doesn't roll all the way up, it's a taco, right? Mm. I guess it's a soft taco. You're right. right? Yeah. yeah. It would have to finish the rolling to be a burrito. Right. It's so true. Who knows? Like it. Hmm. Yeah. Any, any, any time is a good opportunity to eat sushi. Yeah. Wait, so Vegan the place you went also. to that had the Chinese, the Korean food, and the, uh, what was the last one? The pizza? Yeah. Or burgers, burgers. That was in, uh, that was in uh, Anchorage. Or? So there was one in Wasilla, which is about um, an hour outside of Anchorage. It's a suburb that has a lot of remote aspects to it. I think okay. Sarah Palin lives in Wasilla. Uh, oh wait, <laughs> this is non-political. Uh, I just try to speak. I'm not biased. That okay. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw a I new love your one. Non-biasness. Nobody saw, knows that we are very liberal, left of center. I saw a new new flag yesterday. What'd you say? I told my friends about. It. I saw. I was driving out to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. R- rural Connecticut's an interesting area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a new flag. You want to take a guess as to what the new flag was? Is it Confederate-like? What's the new flag? No. I don't know. Uh, it's a Trump flag. It said, "Trump 2024, take America back." no no i'm kicking and screaming i'm throwing a tantrum here no take america back how do you make that into a nice acronym so tab take america back yeah it's a Mm -hmm. fine acronym yeah you're right or would it be t tab trump take america back or if you put two t's next to each other it's like pi so pad to tab Hi. Oh, oh, you turned yeah. it into pie that way. Oh, yeah. That's so interesting. That's a little smart. I like that. So he wouldn't think about it. <laughs> oh. bad, bad. But yeah, no, I saw that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, four years too early. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's probably more with the times than uh, the 2020 Trump flags because mm. yes, they're living in the past and they're living in the future. So, you know, good for you for trying to, you know, shape uh, to look ahead. And, <laughs> and take America back. Try to find some light. From all those people who have taken over. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have so much power. So much power. Still getting killed in the streets. All the people of color. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mass shootings are yet. back. You know, yeah. Biden's doing a terrible job. There's more men. There's been so many mass shootings, you know. Mm. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I mean, the mass shootings suck. But Biden, I thought, I think he's been doing decent. So pretty decent so far. Mm. Uh, with the COVID, I mean, vaccinations are coming out. I was reading an article actually that, uh-huh. uh, what country was it? There was a country, um, mostly Buddhist country that, uh, had, was doing really well on vaccines. Like over 60% of their population was fully vaxxed. Uh, I can't remember what country it was. What uh, percent of our population? It's pretty low. Our population still I said, you know, 16 to 20 percent that are doubly vaccinated and maybe 30 something singly yeah uh which is not bad there's a lot of people in this country and it's hard to roll it out 
And the country is Bhutan. Bhutan mm. has 60% of their country vaccinated. Mm. And that figure includes minors. Interesting. And Bhutan actually has public health care and everything. And the one down and their government sponsors people and it gets a little dicey, you know, when the government sponsors people, their health system is not the best. They're like healthcare is not the best. It's a very Buddhist country, not saying, you know, uh, but they send people, the government sponsors people to go to Thailand and India if they have real, they need like bigger surgeries and stuff because oh, they don't so have the health infrastructure themselves to deal with like cancer surgeries and stuff like that. But oh, wow. all healthcare is public. Hmm, and I like that the government will sponsor people to go to India or Thailand wow. to uh, get some larger operations. Mm-hmm. That's great. Which is really interesting. Now there's the whole downside of people getting mad that this guy got picked, that guy got, you, you know, you can't please a hundred percent of people. No, but they, they have enough but, at least. That's yeah. that whole thing about doing why good. do universal health care just so everybody has at least enough. And mm-hmm. then, capitalism will kick in for the people who wants to get a different kind of health care or who wants to see their own specific specialty doctor who wants to have that elective surgery or something. Yeah. Quicker. We can pay extra for that, but why shouldn't everybody have enough? Mm-hmm. That's the, it, there, there's enough so that everybody can have enough. That's from the abundance mentality as opposed to the scarcity mentality. Yeah. But then- have you been doing the PQ stuff? Did you listen to that other? So, yeah. So me, my mom got your, it was through your coaching class, right? Correct. That you were able to. So my mom's doing the coaching class, as I think you guys know, and she got spots in a positive intelligence boot camp. Mm. Is, is that what it's called? A PQ boot camp, uh, led by Shirzad Shamin. Yeah. Nailed the name. Yeah. Didn't even look that one up. Uh, so Shirzad <laughs> Shamin, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty big. I'm like, I'm doing it. I went through fully. I, I did fully the first week. I forgot journaling on one day. Besides that, I did not listen to the listen to the first chapter of the book. I did a lot. But basically, the whole thing of positive intelligence is that you want your mind to think in a more positive way. Right? You spend right, more time. There's a time choice. To, yeah. As that, that you actually have a choice about how you think. That's actually the only thing we have control over is our mind. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have control over the circumstances that happen around us but how we perceive them, what we make mm-hmm. them mean, how we want to show up in the world, we do get to choose, but it's a practice. It's a muscle mm-hmm. that needs to be flexed. So if you choose to you know, absorb things or perceive things in a more positive way and think more positively, you're going to have more positive thoughts. You're going to feel better and you're going to respond better in situations. Keep saying the word better. Anyways, uh, you're going to respond better in situations. Mm-hmm. versus when you have a negative view of the world, or you have negative thoughts, you're just going to think everybody's out to get me. You think that everything's going to happen. And that's fine. That is a normal, the way you perceive things is entirely up to you. I mean, we're not saying, yeah, but if you can think positively, it would be better. And so you train it by doing short little meditative activities. <laughs> I like the way you put that. Much. They're called PQ reps, but they're short activities that actually get you outside of your negative thought loop and into something that you actually can perceive. And what it does is it takes that particular thought down a different neuron or that action down a different neuron and flexes the sage or the positive component of your brain's neuron. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it's really simple. Anybody could do it. True. 
It's about taking control of your senses and not really thinking about anything. You don't think right. positive thoughts. You don't think negative thoughts. You just take control of your senses. Because right, you, that is, you take control of that thought at least. You take control and then of the go thought of not thinking. Because right, you're not then supposed you're to... available to, to do a positive mm-hmm. intervention at some because point. If the negative thought comes immediately, which the negative thought is easier to get to, and the negative thought is readily available. And because and we're always practiced. Yeah, we're always taught to think negatively. Everybody's taught that someone's out to get you. Everybody's taught don't talk to strangers. Right. That, that's but one that of the first was, thing. Right. But that was something that helped us to stay alive. You had to remember the negative things. So you talk about if there's a berry that's poisonous, you need to make sure that you remember which one the poisonous one was or else you die. Whereas well, the positive things you didn't need to remember in quite the same mm, way. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And totally. I guess the negative thing does come up because we're not taught to think positively. We're thought m- most people are taught fight or flight or the way the mechanisms are fight or flight's the natural reaction. And that's for humans. And that's for all animals too, mostly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whereas you still have to go after pleasure. I guess people, the way I think about it is people are told to, you need to do something to create pleasure. You need to go after pleasure. Pleasure is not something that you get. Pleasure is something that you have to seek. Well, it, it's only something that you might have had to seek, or you might have at least allowed the dopamine part of your brain to enjoy, because you, it had to it had to be pleasurable for you to continue to do it. So, mm-hmm. if it wasn't pleasurable to eat, you might forget to eat. It's a survival mechanism. If it wasn't pleasurable to have sex, you might forget to procreate or not actually go and try to procreate. So, those things have a pleasurable outcome or response Mm -hmm. in order to get us to do it. What's happened in our society is that we don't need actually to to survive in the same way. And the pleasures Mm. that have been creative have been over pleasures. So they're releasing dopamine at a much higher rate Mm. for a lot less energy expended, like sugar as opposed to fruit or alcohol as opposed to a plant in some way that you're you know what I mean though like in some way that you're trying to get joy or pleasure out of porn instead of just sex with your standard partner so we Mm -hmm. have created a concentrated form of pleasure and then that brain that primal brain that's looking for pleasure in order to survive thinks well that's really pleasurable I must absolutely need that in order to survive and that continues that loop yeah this is why you do MDMA. <laughs> this okay. is why you don't, don't do, do MDMA. MDMA. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Or you do MDMA one time for the experience uh, to experiment and then you stop. Is that what you did? No, I have not done MDMA before. Anyways, oh, okay. we talk about drugs every episode. We don't. <laughs> I, th- I think we do talk about drugs every episode. You know what my new book's about, right? Uh, how to give your kids all the drugs uh, she prescribes. <laughs> if you need a doctor to prescribe you, uh, Oxy, uh, fuck, cough syrup, co- comethazine, pro- codeine, there we go, promethazine, <laughs> uh, opioids, you know, if you want Morphine. pain going away, here we I go. Guess it, well, maybe that's one way to stay close and connected to your teen is you supply them with their drugs, but that wasn't the way that I have written about in my book. That was what your mom did. <laughs> no, actually, she, she didn't, didn't actually supply them. I stole them. <laughs> 
She acted as if I didn't know. It wasn't a good way to get close to me. That's for sure. <laughs> what do you find so funny about that? Oh, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Just overall the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, so Bhutan doing really yeah. well with the COVID vaccination and their leaders. So it's a big Buddhist community. And one of the Buddhist leaders where I uh, was taking a shot in front of her um, uh, people and oh. she took the shot. Uh, and the president's a woman. Uh, no, I think so. It was one of the Buddhist leaders, not a president, not the president. I'm not sure if the president is a woman or not. Or the prime minister. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's right I don't know. System. But she did that and everybody signed up. And I, in a largely Buddhist country, I guess people, I, I don't guess. I mean, people see their leaders and if they trust their leaders and believe in their leaders, they're going to follow suit of what their leaders do. And I mean, ideally, they trust that the leaders actually have their best interest in mind, mm-hmm. that they're not just a purely selfish interest in either power or wealth. Hmm. And also, uh, the president and prime minister is a doctor, too. Oh, wow. That's so Bhutan. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Is that a country that you want to travel to and maybe work it? That sounds like a... Everywhere is where I want to travel to. <laughs> That's so great, honey. I love so, it. So, yeah. It's Thanks. interesting with people chasing after things too. Uh, mm-hmm. We were watching last night was a boxing fight uh, between Jake Paul and Ben Askren. And you might mm-hmm. be asking yourself, who are these people? Do you know who Jake yes. Paul is? Nope. No idea. Jake Paul is a YouTuber. Uh, him and his brother, Logan. I don't know them that well. I don't really watch them, but they're YouTubers who, you know, they gained a lot of popularity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just made like videos and I'm not entirely sure what made them so popular, but they got a lot of followers and good on them. Oh, he was, a, he was a big Vine guy. And then he did a YouTube page and he has tons of YouTube. He made a lot of money off of YouTube. Wasn't Him and his there brother. Some very controversial YouTube. Yeah. He, he came across somebody who was dead or somebody. He who, went to the um, uh, right. suicide. I forest he sounds like an asshole. He's a fucking asshole. No, I don't. I don't like this guy. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, but he's getting he, airtime on your show. He's getting he's air time. Famous. He's getting he a vegan time. thing. He he said he was vegan for like a minute and then stopped. That's why you should never follow famous people in their veganism because the second they stop, people are like mm-hmm. not I, practicing. No, but I give credit to him for. I mean, he's got me talking about this. He's got lots of people talking about it. Like, I don't have to like the person, but I give credit to people. You know, generating buzz and getting their content. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, but you know, so is any credit- publicity good? Give credit where credit's due. For this guy, yes, it depends on the image you want to shape. If you already know that your image is not great, shit. At that (laughs) point, you just might as well go full villain. (laughs) I love it. So he turned his attention to boxing. Him and his brother, they did like YouTube boxing fights and shit. They were like, I don't know what went through their head. I think they were like, I don't really want to keep doing this YouTube thing. I have a lot of buzz. Let's do a boxing fight. So first, his brother fought some other YouTuber. And keep in mind, these are non-professional boxers. They are not very good. Would they? They're like probably... skinny nothings too. No, he got big. He got he got a lot bigger. He did get big. Would he probably? I remember seeing him knock once me before. out. Yeah, yeah, he, he could probably <laughs> knock me out. I'm, not I'm in not my pro- mind. In my mind, you would have kicked his ass at him. <laughs> I'm not a professional boxer. I mean, I see. I I will watch him and. He knows that a lot of people are rooting for him to get his ass knocked the fuck out. 
He knows that. That is part of his image. He wants people. He feeds like, into I'm going to be how- such an asshole so that you root for me to be knocked out and will watch. And then he wins and people will root for him to be knocked out in the future and shit. So he can keep it going. So him and his brother are really smart. Mm. They fight ex-athletes who are washed up <laughs> or don't know how to box. Mm. Okay, so like Logan, his brother, fought Nate Robinson. Mm. I don't know who Nate Robinson is. You don't know who Nate Nate Robinson is a short basketball player. He played in the NBA. Oh, I do know Nate Robinson. He played for okay. the Knicks for a while. Yeah. Right, right. Nate Robinson has no idea how to box and is 5'6". Logan Paul. Wasn't Nate uh, Robinson and Eddie? Uh, Nate Rob. I don't think he was. I think Eddie yeah. was well before his time. Mm. Uh, Logan Paul height. He's 6'2". So Logan Paul is 6'2". And... Nate Robinson's five six. Mm. Now that doesn't mean everything. If you know how to box, you could probably knock out somebody eight inches taller than you. Mm. But Nate Robinson doesn't know how to box, so Logan Paul won pretty easily, and he gets wow. to keep going and going. So his brother, Jake Paul, they had this huge event last night, and I wasn't planning to watch it, but some some friends came over and they were really interested in watching it. So we're like, "What the fuck? We'll throw on some stream and." You know, and they actually paid to watch the fight. They were charging $50 on pay-per-view for this shit. Like, wow, damn. these guys are brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, wow. that's what I'm saying. You get your image. You want people to knock you out. It's like a WWE thing. Mm. He'll sell the WWE. He'll is the villain of WWE. Mm. Mm. So they know what they're doing. I mean, it seems like they know what they're doing. Yeah, so anyway, they had fucking you get a bunch of like hype because they had Snoop Dogg, Pete mm. Davidson, mm. uh, who else was doing Mario Ruiz or oh, fuck Mario Lopez? Damn, I can't remember his name. Doing the commentary, these guys had no idea what the fuck they're doing. I love Snoop Dogg. <laughs> they, these boxes were just doing one-liners and shit. And then they come out and they do fucking skits. They had like three hours of music, which we weren't watching. We were watching baseball, uh, but they were watching like all the music shit. And they only had one fight on the card where both people were professional boxers or have boxed previously, mm. which is ridiculous for charging right. $50 for a pay-per-view event. And there were only four fights on the card. Mm. It's insane. But hey, they're having me talk about it. They're having them do it. So there's a million <laughs> ways to make money in this world, evidently. Uh, and There is enough money out there, everybody. Just so you know, yeah. you've got to switch your money mindset. There yeah. is enough money and it's there for you to make as long as you find something that you love and that you're interested in and that you believe in. Yeah. Yeah. And you keep going and you'll find the way to make money. And these yes, guys, exactly. I don't know if they love boxing, but I think they like just doing stupid things and making money. And they're like, yeah. shit. Well, I went to a suicide farce. I might as well go like put my own life on the line and start boxing. <laughs> and shit. That's probably not how his mind went. But, you know. Well, but the other part about it is that you might be able to make money. But also the thing is, are you happy or not happy? Mm-hmm. And I think that that goes with it, that if you're doing something you truly believe in, that you think would be great for humanity, then you probably are happier doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it as well. Yeah, I agree with that. So that happened. And then so Jake Paul last night was fighting a MMA fighter, Ben Askren, who's most famous for being knocked out with a flying knee in four seconds. Hmm. 
Okay. And that's where Lawrence Jorge Masvidal, if you know who he is. Nope. Probably no not. Idea. UFC fighter. <laughs> he, I mean, UFC fighting and fights generate a lot of buzz very quickly. The fighters, mm. if you get one huge knockout, you are going to generate a fuck ton of buzz. Mm. So Masvidal launched himself back up the rankings, right. beating this guy by knocking him out in three seconds with a flying knee. It was fucking brutal. Mm. Uh, and this guy has a wrestler. He's never boxed before in his life. Mm. And so he comes in, takes a few punches, and he's fucking out in the first round. And look at this guy now prancing all around, yelling for the world, being a dick, or an ass, or being an asshole, and uh, just, yeah, gets to do it all over again. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that's what happened yesterday. <laughs> and and I, what, I just, what I was were just your housemates that. talking about? They were talking about that. They're like, it's fucking stupid. Why would you pay $50 for this shit? When they did. Just, well, we didn't. Oh, you didn't pay $50, but somebody did. That's why you were streaming it, no? No, they were streaming it because uh, streams. Mm. Yeah. There wasn't somebody in your house or some friend that you had that paid $50 so you could stream it? Well, somebody was here, but he didn't want to watch in like the living room and shit. He was watching it somewhere else. And so we just found the stream online. It's pretty oh, easy. That's so interesting. Wow. Yeah. You guys are pretty smart. Um, yeah, it's super easy to do oh. that. Uh, oh. Technically not supposed to do that, but <laughs> college. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that happened. But I also think it's very interesting that these guys have taken their talents, which personally, I don't know how much they have. Uh-huh. Uh, and they applied it to something. They did the YouTube and they're doing this. And I think good for them in creating something that has me talking about it and shit. And that's, that's like kind of what I wanted to mention, like how there's always a way to keep pushing. Like if you don't think there's a shop for you to do anything, mm. fucking Jake Paul is fighting washed up MMA guys <laughs> who don't know how to box. And Love it. I'm talking about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. On the, on the reluctant vegan sun podcast mm-hmm. too. Moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> for me at least i love it I there love was like it. four hours of music and two fights it was mm. ridiculous mm-hmm. whose music oh uh, there, there was dogs there was doja cat justin bieber was there it was crazy wow that's really wild yeah justin bieber they was figured awful. Out something. really because i like yeah. justin bieber well i don't <laughs> <laughs> would you think he was awful no matter what even if he had a good song he had no stage presence I mean, there was nobody in the crowd, so it, it was really weird, too, how they were just performing for the stream and there wasn't really a crowd because he would just jog across the stage singing one way, jog across the stage singing the <laughs> other way. It was, he, I, I want to know what his pacemaker would have said because that's all he did the entire time. You're talking about his steps? Like how many, yeah, steps, he took? How many <laughs> steps he took or like how much he ran just across that tiny stage to nobody. I love it. <laughs> to nobody. Running to nobody. Yeah, I'm, this did not inspire me to go to a Justin Bieber concert. Like if he was lit, because <laughs> you can not love the music, but think someone's mm-hmm. a great live performer. I'm able to mm-hmm. differentiate between mm-hmm. that. Who do you think is a really great live performer? Uh, well, he's not live anymore, but Freddie Mercury. Uh, oh, let's see who is really good. That was uh, really good. I mean, You're so right about that. I mean, I watched like Michael Jackson videos. Mm-hmm. I've watched like Prince videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Prince was was an amazing performer, yeah. artist, musician, mm-hmm. all of it. Basketball player. Mm. Uh, let's see. Who is it? I saw Tyler, the creator. He's pretty good. And there, mm. there are people who are not necessarily who are great recording artists, but aren't great live artists, too. It goes both ways. Uh, Nikki and the Human Element. 
I had a really great live show. Let me tell you, I am captivating to watch. Mm-hmm. Stands Very up there compelling. with her guitar. I am, and I do, mm-hmm. and I perform. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. No, it's great. <laughs> and yeah. Mm-hmm. So how you doing? What's going on with you? What's new and good for you? Uh, well, there was my new and good. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that, that was my new and good. Just watching uh, the streaming. Just watching, hanging out with friends. You got two weeks left of school and pushing. We're done. How's so, your projects I'm going? I'm excited. Going my project's going okay. Cool. And yeah. We ran into a little bit of a hiccup here, but this is my first attempt editing. So yeah, let's try it out and let's go back. And we're back. Uh, so new and good for me. Uh, I guess that was my new and good, but I've been eating out way too much. It's been really bad. Really? Where have you and been eating out? Just in New Paltz. Uh-huh. All around. Eating out. Uh, I don't know why. I got lazy for a little bit. Just keep pushing. And but I'm really happy for this positive thing. Uh, positive quotient mentality, intelligence. Interesting that you say you've gotten lazy as opposed to you just are focusing on other things. Yeah, because I'm hard on myself. And <laughs> that's just the way I am right now. Uh, mm. And I know that that's not everything that I do is perfectly fine. And everything that everybody does is perfectly fine. And they're trying to do their best. But I push myself for some for I push myself to do a lot. And if I don't do everything, or if I see something, I'm like, shit, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And I get a little disappointed in myself. Uh, mm. I, I try not to let it affect me. But it's noticeable. And that's why I'm happy that as the semester is ending, I have things to look forward to with counseling and with this positive intelligence and podcasting and stuff, being with every with you guys. So it really helps helps me. And what we're gonna talk about more of the positive intelligence or we could. Do we have anything else to talk about? No, I I I think we're just I think what we're doing, and I'm thinking about that because I had just written this book it's called shut up and act dumb a gorilla guide to staying close to your teens and tweens and you know basically it's just my philosophy and how I feel like I raised you and we talked about that before but there's something about you and I doing a podcast together and the way we communicate and how close I think we are that's something to show other people that that we are the 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 possibilities we are the visual component of what is possible in the world mm-hmm. and i really just love doing this with you mm-hmm. and so is uh jake paul evidently according to me <laughs> so on that note uh we'll stop a little short here uh thanks for listening i'm adam the reluctant vegan son uh <laughs> please follow me on instagram at reluctant vegan son yeah i was gonna list my whole email for my instagram and that's just wrong it's just at reluctant vegan son uh, you can email me at reluctantmeetingsign at gmail.com with any comments, questions, concerns. And please like, subscribe, and review this podcast. Tell a friend. Uh, hit us up. Yeah. Anything else to add? No, I think we're good. I love you all. Okay. Bye. All right. Love you guys. Bye, everybody.